And good evening. I'm Arlene Bynum for Alex Pearson. What a day it is. Certainly, you can see the relief on the face of the PCs. And it is a day that many thought they should have let play out Oh, natural, the Court of Appeal granting that stay, throwing away the judge's ruling that threw into chaos the future of the Toronto election, putting the wards back from 25. Now, we know, as I said before, never mind, it's all just going away and the way that was planned by the Premier, so he's feeling pretty good. We're going to get in, into the nitty-gritty of that this evening and talk about what, what's going to happen for the future of Toronto. Right now, though, the premier is reacting from Washington because he's there putting his voice into the NAFTA negotiations. We're going to go to Washington together. Joining us is Lawrence Martin, public affairs columnist, The Globe and Mail. Lawrence Martin, welcome. How are you? Good evening, Arlene. I'm good. You? I am good. What a lot of action. Premier Ford uh, arriving, debuting in Washington. How's it going, Lawrence? Well, it's um, going pretty well, according to him. He, um, he first of all, he says he's feeling really good having met the, the NAFTA negotiators. He's feeling really good about the prospects of the deal. Um, he had lunch at the uh, at the Trump Hotel. Ah, with, uh, perfect. The Canadian ambassador and the U.S. ambassador to Canada, and um, he um, was very much in a good mood because of the, the judicial uh, decision, of course. Uh, but what was striking that uh, Arlene was that in addition to uh, speaking about his confidence on NAFTA, he really heaped praise on, on Donald Trump. Uh, you know, he came right out, he says, Trump's done a great job, you know. I don't hold anything against Trump. Uh, and, you know, this is extraordinary in the sense that, uh, you know, Donald Trump uh, was saying just two weeks ago that he could he could cause a ruination of Canada if he imposed his auto tariff and issuing threats like that. And, you know, and it so happens if you go back through history, uh, Donald Trump, uh, and you look at polls today, Donald Trump is probably the most unpopular president in Canada that that we've ever known. So, I mean, sure, uh, Doug Ford has his uh, conservative base, but I don't think he's appealing to too many with uh, those comments. No, he's slathering it on, Lawrence, but the the fact of the matter is he also is supporting in policy and protectionism a lot of the things this liberal government is. So he can be very, very generous with the compliments that may work for the president. We know that Justin Trudeau tried the same thing, but the message that he's giving is one that is in certain ways in lockstep with the government. Yeah, I mean, and I think he's being he's being smart here. He's stand, standing, uh, as he says, shoulder to shoulder uh, with uh, the government, uh, with Canadian interests uh, on this very important matter uh, matter of trade. And uh, by saying that, he's uh, he's lending support to the cause down here. Although, Arlene, I'm surprised mm-hmm. that he didn't meet with uh, American officials, with White House officials. You know, he's a conservative. He speaks their language. He could have uh, given the NAFTA cause a boost, perhaps by by doing that. So, so that was that's a bit a bit of a surprise. It is. It's also unclear what he's going to accomplish. Again, you know, he was saying when he was at the plow match yesterday that he is digging in his heels, protecting Canadian jobs. You have raised a really good point. He talked a lot about the auto sector, big part of 
of his base, big part of who he's talking to in Ontario. But those tariffs are hanging like the sword of Damocles across that industry. Lawrence, it's going to be interesting to see if this fancy footwork by Premier Ford is going to work. Well, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, you speak of that traditional sword. It's been around a long time, ever since <laughs> Trump has come to power, actually. Yeah. You know, but um, by, by, I shouldn't say by all indications, but by a lot of indications, uh, the, the talks are coming closer to fruition. Um, in speaking to uh, sources here today, they, they feel like they're, they're getting close to a deal. They got rid of one of the big problems uh, at the negotiation table, uh, the U.S. demands for the so-called Buy American laws, which... Mm-hmm. Uh, which protect their procurement uh, and don't allow much Canadian procurement of government projects down here. Now, that uh, the U.S. has caved on that, so that's a good signal. I mean, one uh, negotiator told me today that, uh, that, uh, that a, a, a deal tonight was not even out of the question. Now, I think that's gone by the by, but uh, it's possible that we could have uh, something in store tomorrow. Of course, you never know, because uh, Trump has to approve... Uh, everything, and he could nix any deal at that the last minute that Bob Lighthizer brings over to him at the White House. We heard that there was a little bit of worry from Ottawa that Doug Ford might put a wrench in the works, but it sounds like they're making some progress. You know, Lawrence, we've been hearing a lot of negativity and not so much positivity from the Prime Minister, from Christian Freeland. And now they're, they're looking like they're moving a little bit. There's lots of analysis on why that is. What do you say? What does your gut say as you follow these NAFTA negotiations? Do you think maybe they're trying to underplay the liberal government so we'll all be so surprised that we got a deal? Or do you think they're in jeopardy? Well, I think, you know, uh, Trudeau felt uh, that he could not be seen that he's given Trump's unpopularity in Canada uh, and his outrageousness, I, I think um, uh, Trudeau and the foreign minister said that, so that uh, you know, we cannot be seen to be uh, uh, caving into this guy or caving into NAFTA demands. And so they put out some pretty sharp-edged uh, comments in the, in the last couple of weeks to the effect, you know, we're standing up for, for Canada here. And, uh, and I think that's, that, that's good politics. And I think they are in the sense that, uh, you know, this has been going on a long time. And so uh, they haven't been caving on, on a lot of key demands yet. And uh, there's uh, still a way to, way, way to go. But uh, if, they, if they don't get the deal uh, this week, uh, I mean, these deadlines are all artificial, right? You can keep pushing back for another deadline, another deadline. Trump is becoming increasingly unpopular down here. So his, uh, his credibility is going going down, and, you know, he might have less levers to play as this thing moves along after he loses the midterm elections, after the Mueller report comes out. So I think uh, the Canadian team is keeping this in mind and saying... Are they okay. trying to stall, Lawrence, do you think? No, I don't think they're mm. trying to stall, but I, think, I, don't, I don't think they're feeling a, a sense of urgency that we have to do it now, like Trump keeps saying, right? You know, mm. he I'll take the Mexico agreement through Congress. If Canada doesn't sign, I'll go it alone with Mexico. Well, Congress isn't going to go for that, so I don't, I don't think uh, Ottawa is too concerned about that. We did have some tough words from a congressman yesterday, Steve Scalise, and uh, is that an indication of somebody who is parroting the president, trying to put on... On pressure, or is it an indication that he does have the support of Congress with the way we're negotiating? It's hard to tell. There's so much theater involved. 
Yeah, yeah, you're right in the sense that, uh, you know, it depends what congressman you talk to. Uh, it depends whether you're talking to Republicans or Democrats. It's hard to get a uh, consensus view of whether Congress wants to deal with Canada or not. On balance, I think they want Canada in there, and I think that's a message that, uh, that they're sending to, uh, to Canadians, although, although there are a few Republicans, and you mentioned one, who are, who are uh, standing up for Trump and his uh, hard line. Let me ask you about the impression Premier Ford would have made down there. You know, he is a colorful character. His reputation from his brother precedes him. There is a reference to Crazy Town. I know in Bob Woodward's book that we in Canada know our own Crazy Town. How do you think he he goes over in Washington, the modern Washington, Lawrence, this Washington, the Trumpian Washington? (laughs) Well, you know, he's an unconventional politician like Trump. Uh, He's a populist oriented like trump he's uh he, he's not careful with his language uh, like trump and he's very 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 colorful and and radical and uh, does things off the cuff and uh that's the type of a uh, politician that uh that donald trump can see eye to eye with a guy who wants to uh, sort of crack crash through the uh, the windows of, of traditional uh, uh policy making and politics so from that point of view i i think they would uh the trump you know supporters uh his his granite base out there would uh, would like uh, doug ford and that's why i say I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that doug ford didn't want to sit down or uh, didn't try and arrange a meeting in the white house with some of the big shots there now maybe he did yeah. maybe they maybe they turned the night down. is young lawrence you have no idea oh, the right. night that's is right. long there yeah. Might go over to the Trump Hotel again tonight and meet a few of them. Ah, you yeah. might have a cheeseburger uh, arrangement made. You know, as you're talking, I was thinking my last interview that I did with Rob Ford, unfortunately, just um, a couple of months before he died, I asked him about Donald Trump. And he said he met him a few times and they got along very well, but he also thought that Trump was copying him and his brother. So we have to keep there that in mind. <laughs> Canadian influence down here. Yeah, right. You got it. Lawrence, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you, Arlene. All right. Good night. Lawrence Martin, public affairs columnist for the Globe and Mail, joining us from Washington. Don't go away. This is Global News Radio.